Friday, guys. It is uh, Sunday night for us, Monday morning for you guys, and um, I'm here at the house. <laughs> Man, it was 102 and 104 between there all day long. We had a Sunday service. Hopefully, we're able to watch it. And uh, man, we basically went to eat and came home. And when we came home, I'm so excited because we finally got to binge watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. As you guys know, I am a Star Wars fan from day one since 1977. And uh, <clears throat> man, uh, it did not let down. It was great. And um, so now... Here doing this devotional, guys, and um, it's uh, it's going to be, uh, the end of the week is going to be a busy week, but a good week. <clears throat> so this um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to be doing an identity teaching in Lake Tahoe. It's going to be from 6 to 8, Wednesday night, 6 to 8, Thursday night, 6 to 8, Friday night. Um we're still going to have Bible study with uh, Hassan. Hassan will be teaching the regular Bible study on Wednesday night. Um, not sure. The reason I'm not live streaming the Bible study from there is because I always have problems with uh, with going live and the internet up there. So I don't even want to risk it. I'm just going to have you know the Bible study uh, done normal uh, through at our church with Hassan. He's going to be there doing it. Uh, but I'm debating on recording the identity and uploading it later. That way you guys don't feel like you missed out. So it's going to be from 6 to 8 um, every single evening, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. So for those of you that are close to Lake Tahoe, uh, here's the flyer for it. And uh, that way if you feel like um, that's something you want to do, and, and whether it's coming out... I, I suggest you go to all three nights, uh, but if you can only make it to one night, and the whole thing is based on basically my book, The Who Are You? Identity in Christ. This is out on Amazon. It's um, paperback. It's on barnesandnoble.com. It's on Nook. It's on all of them, you know, and it's also on Audible. I actually did the narration for it, and you can just listen to it for those of you that Go to the gym, go on a bike ride, or you're just driving, you'd rather hear a book, you can get it on Audible, which is an audiobook uh, owned by Amazon, so they put out audiobooks. And um, I've been doing this, um, this was a seminar that I've been doing for probably eight years, I don't know, I think about eight years, and I finally put it down in book form. And um, I'm really proud of this book, guys. Uh, I poured my my heart and soul into this, and um, I'm really excited about it. And I'm really excited. This is the first time I'm, I'm doing a seminar after the book is written. Uh, to be honest with you, the reason uh, I wrote the book and wanted to is because every time I gave the seminar, I would give the seminar sometimes online, sometimes on Zoom, sometimes at the church at different times. Um, I've condensed it to a one-hour Bible study where I cram all this in an hour. I've done it over eight hours. And um, so every time it's different, and to be honest with you, there's so much information that sometimes I think I would forget things, or sometimes I'll take too long on one thing, so then the next thing I had to shorten it. And I, I'm like, I, I have to write this in book form to get it really down. And I feel like because I wrote it down, 
Um, I feel like it's going to, um, when I do teach it in person, it's going to come out that much more stronger because I was able to really sit down and really think these things through as I was typing this book, you know. And uh, But yeah, guys, if you haven't seen it, it's Who Are You? Identity in Christ. Um, if you want to, um, like, I'm, I'm just going to read the back in case. I know some, most of you that have been watching the channel know about this, but I, I really want to share this, guys. Um, it says, finally, an exhaustive yet simple study into the foundational Christian truth of identity. Many new believers come to the uh, feet of Christ broken and shattered. They join a church or a group and rejoice in their new relationship with Jesus. Over time, as they learn about God, the distance becomes further and further away from the Lord. This causes confusion and eventually alienation. We as believers across the world do an amazing job of teaching who God is, but have lacked to teach the believer who they truly are in Christ. This book will set you free as we put into perspective our true identity in Christ. You will learn how to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and experience His kingdom here on earth. Um, yeah, so guys, anyways... um. Uh, I didn't have a specific verse, uh, and, but I did want to just kind of do a devotional, talk to you guys a little bit. And uh, man, if you did get to see the service, <laughs> you know, um, it was, I, I guess, sort of a challenge. But I guess to be honest with you, it wasn't a challenge. Because um, if you heard the beginning of the sermon, I said that um, yesterday, or for you guys two days ago, the grocery giveaway... <laughs> We didn't have as many people to help as we usually do, probably half, and um, and it was 103. So not only did we have half the people, it was that much more hot. And uh, but you know what? Everybody that came, man, they put 200 percent into it. But you know what? To be honest, the the sun zaps you, man. It literally zaps your body and makes you feel weary and um being at the church all day and coming home and, and and writing attempting to write this sermon i literally sat right here i have this little table that it folds out like a tv tray sort of and it literally sit here this is where i write my sermons most of the time i don't do it in the office anymore i don't know why i just like to sit in the couch and the little table tv table whatever you know i put the laptop on there and write the sermon and I kept nodding off and it was to the point where I ended up going to bed with just one verse written and that's it. And um, it's amazing how, you know, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I would never say, oh, I'm going to be lazy and the Lord's just going to give me a sermon every single Sunday in my sleep. Um, I believe if I did that and took advantage of that, I don't think I'd get anything. But the Lord knows my heart that I was just weary and tired. Sharon was weary and tired. Everybody that helped was weary and tired, and I just couldn't keep my eyes open to write the sermon, and the Lord knows my heart, man, because he gave me the sermon in my sleep. I am not lying. I woke up, and it was weird because it wasn't a sermon, it, like it was a written sermon. There wasn't a bullet points. I didn't see bullet points in my dream. I just saw flashes of the different people I spoke about in the Bible and their broken state, their shattered state. And, um, and I woke up feeling like, okay, Lord, you just downloaded a sermon. And I'm just going to trust in you. 
and just preach, you know, and, um, man, I, I believe that it was well received, you know, and, um, it's, it's a beautiful thing, guys, when we can really trust in God to give us a word. Now, let me break it down to you in, in a way, because maybe most of you watching these don't stand behind the pulpit to preach, but you know what? You sit down with somebody over coffee, you sit down with somebody over at your living room, and you maybe they're a believer, maybe they're a new believer, and you want to say the right thing. And a lot of times, um, we want to get ahead of ourselves, and we end up saying the wrong thing, but when you sit down... Let's say you finally get a chance to talk somebody over coffee and um, and you want to share God with them. And you're running things in your mind a million miles a minute. Wait, yeah, a million, yeah, that's right. There's nothing wrong in taking a couple breaths and saying, Lord, I'm going to mess this up. I don't know what to say. Please, I'm going to relax and tell me what to say. And some of you might say, well, that, how does God tell you what to say? Is he going to talk to you in an audible voice? Is he going to, guys, it, it depends on you how God is going to show you. Um, I'll give you a couple examples on some ways that God will show you how and what to say to somebody. Uh, I'm going to give you some practical ways that, that different people, and even then God will do it differently with you. One, may, might, one way might be, I got this person sitting across from me. I don't know their situation. I don't know their perspective toward God. I don't even know their perspective toward the church or anything. And I'm like, Lord, you got to show me what to say. One thing, might, one way might be this. And this is why you got to know your word. A Bible verse will somehow appear in your head. And that Bible verse might not make no sense with, with what you think this person needs to hear. But the Bible does say that God says, my ways are not your ways. Your ways are not my ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. So if you see a Bible verse all of a sudden appear, trust in God and bring that up, even if it makes no sense. Because the Lord is spontaneously, boom, lighting up a verse because that's what the person needs to hear, to hear. Um, another way or whatever is you're sitting in front of this person and you're talking to them and you're like, in your heart, you're like, Lord, what do I say? And the Lord will flash a picture, boom, spontaneously of a situation, of a memory, of a thought. It'll be something and maybe it makes no sense to you. You know, um, it could be where I'm just going to make up a scenario, guys. I don't have this stuff written down right now. But let's say um, the person is struggling because they feel that they're always attached to a leader at the church and they feel like they can't do it without that leader in their life. And that scares them. Okay. And they feel like, am I going to have to always be attached to this person to feel like, like I'm close to God? And let's, let's say that's a scenario, right? And this person is sharing this with you. And all of a sudden, let's say it's a girl or a woman, and you, you know, she's saying this to you. 
and all of a sudden you see training wheels. <laughs> a picture of training wheels and a child on a bike on training wheels. And I'll tell you what I would say. I would see that and I'm like, I, what I wouldn't do, maybe in the past I would be like, Lord, seriously? Training wheels? What I would do now is I would say, you know, that person that you're attached to that you feel like you have to be attached to them or, or else you'll fail in Christ. They're there temporary, like training wheels. Training wheels are meant to hold you up until you learn to hold yourself up on a bike, until you learn how to balance yourself on a bike. But for a moment, those training wheels are there as a safety so you don't fall. And in the same way, God is saying this, is that that person is in your life, in a sense, that close to you as training wheels. God is not meant for that person to babysit you in your Christian walk all your life. There's a season where they're going to be your training wheels to help you not fall, to keep you balanced until you learn to walk on your own in the things of Christ. See, so maybe that person has a great memory of training wheels and their father pushing them and holding them up. I, I don't know, whatever it is, but for whatever reason, God showed you those training wheels and all of a sudden, boom, that person understands the, 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 the reason why they feel so attached to their leader or their mentor, whoever, you know, I'm just making things up right now. So, you know, but, um, so one way is scripture. Another way is, is scenarios. Um, it's endless. I have spoken to people and I think of a movie scene. I think of a life lesson I learned before. I think of something that happened earlier that day, uh, you know, and, and it's just endless guys. So, so the trick is that God is, I hate to call it a trick. So, so the skill is you have to learn to have your heart and the ears of your heart and the eyes of your heart constantly open to the things that God is whispering to you, saying to you, showing you in how to speak to the person in front of you or the persons in front of you or the small group in front of you or the congregation in front of you. You know, uh, because there's no way, if, if I'm preaching in front of, at the church we have a capacity of 120 seats. Um, let's say there's 80 people there on any given Sunday. Each person is coming from a different walk of life, different perspective of life, different age, different financial bracket, different background, and yet I have to share a word that God is going to reach their heart where they're at. And I just have to trust the process of the fact that God knows what he's doing, you know, and, um, and we have to learn to trust in that, that God is going to give us the right words. Don't, don't, don't shut those things down. Don't be like, God, you're distracting me. Why are you showing me training wheels, training wheels? Or why are you showing me this verse? I'm trying to talk to this person about this, God, and you're giving me some oddball verse. Do not do that. 
I promise you, if you go with the flow, even if it makes no sense, it's going to impact, boom, that person. And that person is going to receive a word that they needed to hear. Because if you won't do it, then God will use somebody else. He says, if the people don't praise me, then the rocks will shout. You know, and so we've got to always keep that in mind, you know, and, and keep your, your, your heart open and, and be able to receive what God, what the Lord is saying, you know, and um, this is very key and is very important in learning because when you start to operate out of that spontaneous thought, spontaneous vision, when you, when the Lord starts to give you that, I promise you that you will start to see the fruit in the people you speak to. You might have been talking to this person for the last five months and you can't get through because you've been trying to do it in your own intellectual mind and your own knowledge. But when you allow the flow of the Holy Spirit, the whisper of God to tell you what direction to go, which way to go, all of a sudden what you couldn't do in six months, God will do it in six minutes. You know, and, and that's just the truth. And the whole time, it's like the Lord is saying, finally, you let me operate because I know this person a million times more than you do. And it's almost like the Lord will say, you're trying to, to counsel this person, speak to this person, minister to this person um, out of your own intellect. And the Lord says, but I know their heart. Matter of fact, I know how much hairs they have on their head. Matter of fact, I knew them before their mom and dad knew them. And when they were conceived, I knew them and I knew their name. So you're going to tell me that you know them out of your own intellect, out of your own self-wisdom and knowledge, that you're going to speak life into them? And the Lord is like, there's no way you could ever touch the part of their heart that I know how to touch. And that goes the same with preaching. That goes the same with evangelizing. That goes the same with sharing. Whatever it is. So... I think the, the, what people are afraid of sometimes, not every time, is we're actually afraid to admit that we don't know anything. To be like, you know what, God? I don't know nothing. Can you just tell me what to say to this person? You know what prevents you from doing that is pride. How dare we actually think that we can change somebody that we can help somebody without the help of the Holy Spirit. There's many times in the Bible where Jesus says that these men reasoned among themselves and they were always wrong. When men reason among themselves, I say men, I'm talking about mankind. Men or women, when they reason things among themselves, they're going to go wrong. But there's another part in the Bible where the Lord says, come and reason with me. You know, so... Um, I think that's important to note that when we reason among ourselves, we're going to get it wrong. But praise God that the Lord says, come and reason with me. And he's going to give you the words to say to somebody. I'm going to give you, leave you with one last example. I remember there was this guy in prison, it was in Terminal Island. And this Christian friend of mine comes to me. See, here's the thing about me. I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I will not debate Christianity with non-believers. Um, I, don't, I don't do it. Because usually um, nothing's going to come of it. 
they're not going to submit. They're not going to say you're right. And usually if you blatantly tell them, hey, if I prove to you, if I really prove to you that a shadow of doubt that Jesus is Lord, would you, would you become a Christian? They will straight up say no. So then why are we debating? I'm wasting my time then. Because you're saying you're never going to change anyways. Even if I proved, then what are we here for? So I, I don't debate. So anyways, this Christian brother comes to me and he goes, Hey, hey, Brother David, Brother David, I need you to come talk to this guy, man, because he's an atheist, he don't believe in God, and we're debating. And I'm like, why are you dragging me into this? I don't want to debate that person. And he's like, oh, man, you know, I was just trying to, I said, Brother, why are you debating with the non-believer for? Why? The, to win an argument? I said, we're not here to win an argument, we're here to win souls. And basically, he's like, man, promise, I promise. So the person he was debating with, I actually knew him. And that's the only reason I walked over there. So I walked over there, and he's like, oh, man, he went and got you? And I'm like, yeah, man. I said, listen, first of all, I'm not going to debate you, man. I know, I know where you stand in your belief system. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. And he's like, but it seemed like he wanted to talk about it. So see, that's another thing. When I saw that, uh, I, I saw something different. I'm like, okay, he wants to be convinced out of his atheism. So we started having this conversation, and 10 minutes in, I started regretting it because I was just hitting a brick wall. And he was just saying, but the argument, the argument was this, that he was saying hell does not exist. So he was explaining something. The other guy was talking And uh, I remember I, I took a second and I asked the Lord. This is before I even took the course of how to hear God's voice. And then they're two talking quickly in my heart, in my mind. I said, Lord, I don't know what to tell him. And it was crazy because I don't even know if it was audibly in my heart or if it was a picture or, or something. But the voice of God basically said, um, if he, he cannot admit he believes in hell because somebody he loves is in hell. And I was like, boom. I said, ooh. And I'm just like, man, this is a touchy subject to say. Should I just keep it to myself because I don't want to start something? And I, I couldn't hold it. And I said, hold on. And I stopped both of them from talking. I said, listen, man, I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't want to debate or nothing. I said, but... The reason you're arguing that hell doesn't exist is because you have lost somebody you loved and by admitting, and, and this person, whoever it was, was probably somebody that would be condemned to hell. And if you admit there's a hell, then you are basically admitting that this person you love is in hell. And you should have seen his face like he saw a ghost. His eyes got watery, looked me dead in the eyes, and he says... My dad, who I love, was a horrible person. And if, if there's a hell, then for sure my dad is there. And, I, and it was like, boom, like the Lord gave me that. I spoke it, and he broke. And I said, that's why you argue 
whether there's an existence of hell or not because you think by admitting there's a hell that that's where your father is. And that was the truth. And he says, yes. And that led into another conversation because I, I, you know, I didn't know his dad. I'm not going to condemn his dad to hell. I, I don't know his dad. I don't know if he ever heard the gospel. So I couldn't go there. I'm not going to go and say, no, he's in a better place. And I'm not going to go and say he's in hell burning because I didn't know him. But what I did do is then redirect that to him and the importance of his salvation. Because I don't know the dad. And that's what I told him. I'm like, listen, there is a hell. And I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation about your dad because I don't know him. I said, but you know what? I know you. I've known you for the whole time we've been in this facility. And I don't want you to go to hell. And it changed, it redirected that conversation back to him. But because I hit the the problem the, with like a... I hit the nail right on the head. It was He was now open to hear me share the gospel with him. Guys, we just got to have our ears open to what the Lord is saying. So anyways, guys, with that, hopefully you got something out of that. I didn't use any scripture. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the theme for today. I didn't preach with the sermon I had written, and, and I didn't even have a scripture for this devotional. But um, I don't know. I'm just trying to... Be led by the Lord, you know, and and if you feel like this is meant towards you, then then praise God. Um, real quick, I want to say this, and I'm sorry, I, I don't have the full information, but Brother Larry Patron, he always um, is is watching. He's always commenting. Um, he he was he was the first Christian I met in when I went to prison camp, and uh, and he released maybe a year after I got to Atwater federal prison camp and man his testimony is amazing you know but he has a daughter that has down syndrome and man he loves her very much and um she was so excited when he got out of prison and um he's been home reunited with his wife and his family uh, but recently um they found out his daughter has cancer so she's going through chemotherapy right now and because she has Down syndrome, that makes it a little more rough. So they keep having to take days off of work to take her to the doctor and this and that. Guys, so um, he's having a really, really rough time financially, guys. And um, so he he started one of those GoFundMes uh, to help. You know, and can you please uh, go to the link in the description box? At least read read it. You know, I'm not saying to give. I'm just simply saying, read it. And if the Lord whispers to your ear to give, whatever it may be, can you promise me you at least go and read it? Do this. Okay, since this is what we're talking about. Go to the GoFundMe, read the description, and literally say, Lord, speak to me about this. I dare you to do that. This is a good brother, man. You know, at... I know he loves, loves, loves his daughter, man. He talked about her so much. Talked about all his kids, you know, but she is somebody very special, you know, and um, she loves the Lord. And um, guys, just, just, you know, click on that link, please. This is a good brother. He's always on here. Maybe you see him. 
his name's Larry. Um, he's always commenting, especially on a Wednesday's live on a Sunday morning. I know he watches the devotionals. So anyways, um, guys, God bless you. Thank you so much. Hopefully you got something out of this. If you did get something out of this, can you please just um, leave a comment? Let me know. But sometimes I have no idea. I'm sitting here talking to my phone in an empty living room, and I have no idea how it's being received on your end. And um, believe it or not, I need that encouragement too, guys. And if you really, really like this, can you please hit like, leave a comment, and, and um, subscribe. When you do those three things, YouTube sees the algorithm that, oh, people are liking it. People are commenting on it. People are subscribing. And what happens is then they suggest this video to other people that watch Christian videos. You know, and um, I haven't even tapped into that, guys. You know how I know that? Because on my analytics, it literally lets me go and see what do other people that watch me, what do they watch? You know what they, I don't have anybody, it's not like, oh, the same people that watch Ruslan watch you. The same people that watch, um, oh man, I don't even remember these guys' names. All these Christian channels that are big, I don't get none of the people that watch me watch them. I get a lot of people that watch a lot of uh, prison channels, which is which is great, I'm grateful for it, don't get me wrong, but I realize there's a whole group that, doesn't even know this channel even exists. You know, so it seems like a lot of the guys that know about the prison channels or Tony A or American Cholo or Gunner's Collective or Convict, uh, is it Gunner? The Gunner uh, or Convict Perspective, um, Cholo Trucker. Praise God, you know, um, Paul with LA Times, all those guys, I can see that a lot of the people that watch those channels watch this one. But what's interesting to me is... There is no cross-reference from those Christian channels. So that tells me that there's thousands of people that maybe would benefit from this channel. But the only way YouTube will ever suggest this channel to the same audience that watches those is if you hit like, if you subscribe, and if you comment. Oh, and if you share. Four things you can do. Do you know that on the analytics, it doesn't let me know specifically who, but it'll tell me this video got shared 20 times. So that means YouTube actually keeps track of who shares it. That's crazy, I don't know. That's kind of scary how they do that. So if you copy this link and share it on your Facebook or share it to somebody, it will literally let YouTube know. So you can hit like, you can share it, leave a comment and subscribe, those four things. Can you imagine if all Usually, most likely, three to 500 people will watch this devotional. Can you imagine if 500 people hit like, hit share, left a comment, and subscribed? That would be crazy. YouTube would be like, oh, there's a buzz around this channel. People like this channel. Let's suggest it to the audience of Ruslan or these other people. That'd be amazing, man. Anyways, guys, that's wishful thinking on my part. So God bless you. Thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow and I uh, hope you have a good day. God bless.